let's jump right in. We're going to read starting in verse number 1, Luke chapter 19, starting in verse number 1. And it says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who uh, he was, and could not for the press, because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up in a sycamore tree and to see him, for he was to pass by that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when he, they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said, unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. This morning I'd like us to take just the next couple of minutes and look at this thought, a guest of a sinner. And uh, we're going to ask the Lord to help us learn something this morning. Lord, we do pray that you that you give us strength this morning as we look at this passage. And um, if we've grown up in church, we've heard the story of Zacchaeus maybe many times and sung the little song. But God, today I pray that you'd give us something fresh. I pray that we would learn from your word. I pray that as I present these verses that I would do it clearly and that I would do it correctly. And God, I pray that you would draw our hearts closer to you. I pray that you would draw our hearts um, to missions, Lord, that we would better uh, understand missions, that we would better uh, support missions. And God, I pray that today you would use this uh, just to grow our lives, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. This story is just one of the times that we see Jesus with so-called sinners. Now, the reality is any time that Jesus was with any other person, he was with sinners, right? But this is uh, one of the stories that we see specifically that Jesus was intentionally spending time with people that religious people tended to be afraid of or tried to stay away from. And so I want us to look at really three questions this morning uh, in regards to this passage. Question number one is, do you know who Jesus is? Do you know who Jesus is? In verse 3 it says that Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus who he was. He had heard the stories, he had uh, maybe read the paper, he had an idea of uh, this Jesus guy, and uh, understood that he was something different, that he was not just the average person, the average man, the average teacher, the average religious person. He was something different, but Zacchaeus wanted to know who Jesus was. And I ask you this morning, do you know who Jesus is? Is. We always use the verse, taste and see that the Lord is good, where Christ invites us, God invites us to, for ourselves, find out that God is good. Taste and see. See it for yourself that God is good. In John 1, verse 39, Jesus invites Andrew and another disciple to come and see. They were followers of John the Baptist, and they came to Jesus, and, and they were trying to figure out who is this. Is this who John had been telling us about? And so Jesus invites them to come and see, and they actually spent the day with Jesus. If you want to see who Jesus is, you simply just have to look. 
Zacchaeus here, he wanted to know who Jesus was, so he went somewhere where he could see who is this man. In today's time, we can see it through Scripture. We can read the Bible, and we can learn who Jesus is. Uh, Zacchaeus, we see, he found out where Jesus would be, and he went to that gathering, and he climbed up a tree so that he could see Jesus. For us today, we can go to a gathering as well, can we not? Every Sunday, every Wednesday, there's a gathering where we can come and see who Jesus is. Uh, we sit on a tree, kind of, in some weird way, the pews. Uh, they're just kind of made out of trees, right? So we sit in a tree as well, just like Zacchaeus did. We listen to God's word as it's preached. We read for ourselves God's word and what it says. If we want to know who Jesus is, all we have to do is look. We have access. We look at God's word. We can look at creation. The Bible tells us that creation shouts forth who Jesus is. We can look in our lives and the things that God has done for us. The easiest way, though, is just to look at God's word and to listen to God's word and so that we can learn who Jesus is. Zacchaeus here was seeking Jesus. Do you seek Jesus? Do you know who Jesus is? Yeah, you've heard the name. Uh, if you grew up in church, you've heard stories. If you haven't grown up in church, I don't know what you've heard, but I'm assuming you've heard different things. There's movies uh, that, that portray supposedly who Jesus was. And you've heard the name God and Jesus and Christ and things of that nature. But do you actually seek out who Jesus is? I have learned there are a lot of people in this world that wonder who is Jesus. But there aren't a whole lot of people who seek out to find out who Jesus is. Uh, as a pastor who works uh, outside of the church, I get asked a lot of different questions and interesting things sometimes, but I've learned people are interested to know who is Jesus. And when you make it as simple as it, well, actually, you know, I can tell you for sure, and I'm happy to tell you, but uh, here's a, 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 we can call it a book that can tell you much more. And if you'll just read the Bible, it's there to tell you who Jesus is. Well, it can't be that easy, can it? Yeah, it, it, it can be. It, it legitimately is that easy. It, but are you actually seeking out Jesus? Are you content with what you know about Jesus? None of us know enough, I promise. Uh, we, we know maybe important things. We know salvation, and we understand that Jesus gave his life for us, and that's wonderful, and that's great. It's important to know. It's the key thing to know, but there is so much, much more to Jesus than salvation. And it's important that we never just get content with what we know and say, I think I'm good. I don't think I need to learn anymore. Like Sarah mentioned, I, I'm not a school person. Didn't like school. I haven't liked school since the seventh grade. And uh, I didn't want to go to school any more than I had to. And I was fortunate enough to get out of college in four years and uh, never looked back. My dad always told me at his, the school that he went to, Bible college he went to, they told you this is the best education you'll ever get. You'll never need anything else than this education. Then his last semester, his senior year, they said, you don't know anything. You need to go to seminary, and then you'll know everything that you need to know. It's the best thing that you ever get. Uh, I wasn't fooled into that. I said, no, I don't, I don't need to know this stuff, and I don't want to know anything else. Uh, but uh, school was not my cup of tea. I went, I got my degree, and, uh, and then never looked back. But you know, when it comes to the things of God, I, there's never a point in my life where I say, I don't need any more of that. And the wonderful thing is, it's free, or at the very least, it costs a couple dollars to buy, to buy a Bible, but you can get it free online. 
uh, anywhere, anywhere on your phone or anywhere like that. But it's it's free, and you don't have you're not you're not uh, set by certain time frames or anything like that. You can study it at your own time, and it's there for you. Are you seeking Jesus? Are you trying to learn more? Do you know who Jesus is? Zacchaeus did not, so he sought out to find out who he was. Question number two this morning. Do you joyfully accept who Jesus is or murmur because he's not like you? Do you joyfully accept who Jesus is or murmur because he's not like you? Verse number six and verse number seven says, And he made haste, Zacchaeus, and he came down and he received him, Jesus, joyfully. And when they, those around him, saw it, they all murmured, saying that he, Jesus, was gone to be a guest with a man, Zacchaeus, that is a sinner. Zacchaeus received Christ how we did when we received Christ for salvation, joyfully. When you came to the point in your life, I am assuming this, but when you came to the point in your life, if you have, where you accepted Christ as your Savior, where you understood I'm a sinner, and because of my sin I deserve hell, but Jesus Christ paid the, the payment for my uh, sin when he came to this earth for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So when we came to that point in our life where we understood I'm a sinner, I deserve hell, but Jesus paid the price for me, and if I put my faith in him, he will save me and he will give me eternity in heaven. We received that joyfully. We were happy about that. We didn't go, well, now that I'm saved, boy, that was a real bummer. Uh, no, we were excited. We were happy about the fact that Jesus saved us. That's how Zacchaeus was, was joyfully receiving Jesus here. But how do you react to Christ now? The more that you learn about him, or maybe the more that you've learned about religion. You know, religion sometimes can take us away from Jesus. We get into an action, an attitude, a mindset, a, uh, um, things that we do, and instead of actually following Jesus, we're following a standard. In verse number 7, it says that they murmured. Why did they murmur? It's intriguing to me because it says when they saw it, Jesus, with Zacchaeus, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. First of all, doesn't it point out the fact that they didn't think they were sinners? You ask any non-joking human being, have you ever sinned? Every single one of them would say yes. It doesn't take long to figure that out. Have you ever lied? Yes. Have you ever backtalked your mama? Yes. Have you ever whatever? Have you ever driven one mile over the speed limit? Okay. So we're all here, right? Uh, we're all sinners. We get that. But then again, did they not look at this situation with Zacchaeus the same way that we have looked at people before as well? Oh, but they're sinners. Well, wait a second, so am I. So are you. They murmured because Jesus did something they would not do. They, they murmured because Jesus loved someone they would not love. Our life should reflect Jesus. Jesus does not reflect us. And Jesus did things in his life on this earth that you and I, for whatever reason, are afraid to do. Jesus loved people that, for whatever reason, you and I refuse to love. Jesus spent time with people 
that you and I would never spend time with. Why is that? Was Jesus doing something wrong? Well, no. For Jesus never sinned. So we sit around and expect Jesus to have acted like we act. To reflect the way that we live. When the reality is, is our life is supposed to reflect Jesus' life. We ought to do the things that Jesus did. We are, after all, made in his image. I think sometimes we spend so much time trying to be different from certain things, trying to avoid certain things that we don't spend enough time trying just to be like Jesus. We focus all of our energy on not being like this person or that person or not being like this church or that church or not being whatever, that we don't actually try to be like Jesus. We're just trying to set our standard based off of other people. And we look here at Christ, and he sees Zacchaeus, and he loves Zacchaeus. He had compassion for Zacchaeus. He notices Zacchaeus. He knew he would be there in the tree, but he notices him there in the tree, and he says, Zacchaeus, I need you to get off the tree, please. Uh, um, you're feeding me tonight. That's in the Hebrew, and uh, anyways. But uh, uh, So Zacchaeus came down. He received Jesus joyfully. They went to his house. They're fellowshipping. They're talking. He's learning. They're eating, I'm sure. And these other people standing around that were waiting to watch Jesus do miracles, that were waiting to listen to Jesus teach, honestly, they're jealous of the time that Jesus is spending with Zacchaeus. And they said, why is he spending so much time with him, that filthy, rotten sinner, and not me? this wonderful human being. The reality was, and what Jesus was doing with Zacchaeus was teaching them much, much more than what they would have learned had they just sat and listened. When we're listening to God's word, reading it or listening to it in a sermon, we're usually trying to find things that justify the things we do in our life. We try to find the areas that we agree with, that we're doing right in, that we, we're doing what the, what the preacher said or we're doing what the verse said. Oh, yeah, that's good. I'm doing that. Yeah, that, that, that fits my life. Yes, that, that makes me feel good. And then the moment that we hear or read something that goes opposite of how we live, we immediately throw up a wall. And we start justifying our actions instead of realizing, no, what I'm doing is wrong. What I'm doing needs to change. Well, but that was written a long time ago. <laughs> God's word is still alive. It's still effective. It's still impactful. It's still teaching. It's still right. So when God's word goes opposite of what our life is, it's not God's word that needs to change. It's our life that needs to change. And these people, they were living in the time where God was still speaking his word, and they sat there and they were going, wait, God, you're doing it wrong. Jesus, you're not doing right. You're supposed to be doing something neat. You're supposed to be encouraging me. You're supposed to be whatever. Why are you spending time with that sinner? Do you joyfully accept who Jesus is, or do you murmur because he's not like me? Do you know who Jesus is? Number three, do you seek the lost? You've heard it before that church is a hospital. 
for the sick. It's intended for people who have needs, for people who are hurting, for people who are sinning, for people who are not perfect. Hence the reason we're here today. Here we sit and Jesus is talking with Zacchaeus and everybody's upset about it. And Jesus says in verse number 10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Whenever you see Jesus around religious people in scriptures, you'll find him scolding them. He calls them hypocrites, vipers. He calls them out for their traditions. He sits here and he speaks to the religious people and he teaches them God's word. He teaches them truth. He calls them out for where they are wrong, but the large portion of Jesus' ministry is just around hurting, tired, sinful people. We spend most of our time playing Christian on Sundays. I was talking with someone recently who was telling me about um, another church in the area and a thing that they do with their men and uh, he said they ordered a keg for their men's outing. And he said they told me, this is a, uh, well, I won't get into that, but he said he told me uh, when they invited me to come to this event, they told me that they are, uh, uh, they believe that you should live uh, how you live uh, Monday through Saturday, you should live on Sunday, be the same. And he said, well, I believe that too. I just believe that who you are on Sunday is who you should be on Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think that Sunday should, should reflect what your life is, not so much Monday through Saturday as well. But oftentimes, that's just the way we think. We justify different things and different ways that we want to live and, and things like that. But the reality is, is that our focus as Christians so sadly is focused on people who look like us already. We tend to go after the cleaner cut people. The people that seem to be more like us. Christ, he comes to this earth and he spends several years on this earth before his death and resurrection and he spends his time teaching and loving on the people that desperately needed it. And he says, I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. The lost are meant to be found. The old hymn, I once was lost, but now I'm found. The parable of the lost sheep, the sheep was found. The parable of the lost coin, the coin was found. The parable of the prodigal son, the, the father says, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he's found. The lost are meant to be found. Christ came and he's, he's walking and he's teaching and he's spending time around multitudes of people. Over and over again we see in the Bible multitudes were surrounding Jesus. Yet we consistently see Jesus pull out one person and love on them. Take time for an individual. Someone that maybe no one else would talk to. The story of the Samaritan woman at the well. They wouldn't have even normally traveled through Samaria. 
but Jesus said, we're going to go this way for one woman. And here he gets Zacchaeus, and even though there are multitudes around him, he's taking time for Zacchaeus. Why? Because Zacchaeus was lost. And Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. In verse number 8, the Bible says, Zacchaeus stood and he said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. This is a picture of repentance. Zacchaeus understood what I've done is wrong, and now I want to do right. I'm going to turn from the, the wicked that I've done, and I'm going to do right. And from what we see, what is given for us and recorded for us here, we don't see Jesus pressing him on this. Uh, maybe he did. Maybe Jesus brought it up. I don't know. But we see Zacchaeus here, and he says, half of what I have, I'm going to give to the poor. And then anybody that I've stolen from, which it would probably been a fair number of people, anything that I've taken from falsely, I'm going to pay it back fourfold. It is an understanding of I'm a sinner. And I don't want to be a sinner anymore. I want to do right. This is the message Jesus had been preaching. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. This is not coincidence. This didn't just happen. This is a result. God's word impacting someone's life where they came to the realization I have to change and I'll do whatever it takes Jesus here took time with Zacchaeus Zacchaeus did not offer to give up half his goods to the poor or to restore fourfold that, those whom he's stolen from until after he found out who Jesus was he didn't say it while he was in the tree because he was in the tree to find out who Jesus was. Jesus showed him who he was and Zacchaeus came to the realization, I've done wrong and I need to do right. You see, when we find out who Jesus is, it'll impact our decision making. It'll impact our choices. It'll change our lives. I've met people who've said, and Sarah talked a little bit about this too, and, uh, but people who have said, you know, you don't know what I've done. The reality is, is maybe I would have a hard time loving that person, but Jesus does not. My sins nailed Jesus to the cross, and he still loves me. Your sins nailed Jesus to the cross, and he still loves you. That's who Jesus is. Do you know who Jesus is? If you don't, you need to find out. Taste and see for yourself. Zacchaeus didn't know, and he wanted to know, so he did something about it. Do you joyfully accept who Jesus is, or do you murmur because he's not like you? We as Christians need to look into our hearts find out are we living for Jesus or are we living for religion are we living the way God wants me to live or am I living the way that my pastor wants me to live 
I hope that they were the same, but sadly, it's not always true. Am I living the way that God expects me to live, or am I living the way that my Christian family and friends expect me to live? Do I joyfully accept who Jesus is, or do I murmur because he's not like me? And then do you seek the lost? Because that's what Jesus does. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He didn't come the first time to judge the world. He's coming back, and that time will come. He came the first time for a purpose, and that purpose is the same purpose that we should have today to seek and to save that which is lost. Now, we can't save them, but we can seek them out, and we can share with them the loving grace that God offers, and we can show them from the Bible that Jesus Christ died for their sins, and he rose again victorious. And he now offers to them the same gift that I've received and hopefully that you've received. And now we invite them, as God does, to accept as well. Are you seeking the lost? Some of them will come across your path, sure. But if you seek them out, guess what? They'll be found. Because the lost are meant to be found. Those three questions are the questions I ask you today. Do you know who Jesus is? Do you joyfully accept him, who he is, or do you murmur because he's not like you, and do you seek uh, the lost today? Lord, I pray for your help. Every single one of us would say that we have room for improvement. There's no doubt about it. Lord, uh, we have a long way to go. I know I do. Well, Lord, I pray this morning that you'd help us to know who you are. And God, I would pray for those who are not yet sure who you are. I pray that today they would seek to find out exactly who you are and they would experience for themselves how good you are lord i pray that you would help us to accept exactly who you are because there are times where we have come to the point where we we've allowed human uh, people to kind of show us what we think we're supposed to do but lord we know at times that is different and people are human and they make mistakes and and they err and they get prideful and and they can draw people away from you. And God, I pray that we would joyfully accept who you are and understand that in the areas that we're not like you, instead of murmuring about it, God, that we would uh, that we'd get on board, that we would follow you and do what you desire for us to do. And then, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to have a burden for the lost. Lord, we know that you've told us to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and the reality is, is oftentimes we've not told the person that we spend most of our day with about you. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to truly seek out the lost because I believe your word teaches us the lost are meant to be found. And God, I pray that you would help us to be bold in the gospel, faithful with the gospel, to be what, what you desire for us to be and to reach the people that you desire for us to reach, whether it be in our hometown, whether it be in our own home, whether it be at work, whether it be in the prison ministry, whether it be across the world, God, that we would seek the lost and that we would do it where you desire for us to do it. Help us today, Lord, to follow you fully and completely, I pray. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I'd like to ask